This is KERA News. I'm Stephanie Kuo. Last week, President Trump called the U.S. opioid crisis a national emergency, and Texas has joined a coalition of states to investigate the role pharmaceutical companies have played in the epidemic. Most experts agree, though, the opioid problem is the result of several factors, and some doctors are debating the need to prescribe opioids at all. As part of KERA's breakthrough series exploring the leading edge of health science and technology, I report that rethinking how patients recover from surgery might help curb a national drug crisis. We've heard a lot about illegal opioids, like heroin. It's highly addictive, and its use has skyrocketed fivefold in just a decade. Some health and addiction experts say that's largely due to the lax prescription of medical opioids, like Dilaudid, Oxycodone, They have multiple brand names such as Percocet, Norco, and these are the drugs that patients may start on for legitimate reasons, but continue taking those drugs long term and develop a a drug addiction problem. Dr. Walter Peters is the chief of colorectal surgery at Baylor University Medical Center in Dallas. According to a CDC report from March of this year, the transition from an initial prescription to chronic use of pharmaceuticals or illegal drugs like heroin can happen very quickly. Even a one-day opioid prescription carries a 6% risk of use a year later. That's why more doctors, like Peters, are working to prescribe opioids, or narcotics, more responsibly. At Baylor, he helped usher in what the medical field calls enhanced recovery after surgery. It's a series of interventions that is designed to reduce the physical and psychological impact of surgery for our patients. Enhanced recovery programs originated in Europe about two decades ago and have recently gained traction in American hospitals. Baylor began its program a year ago and has extensively studied its outcomes. Their primary goals? To shorten the average hospital stay, reduce costs, and help patients recover faster after surgery. What we were somewhat pleasantly surprised to learn was that our enhanced recovery program also resulted in a substantial reduction in the number of narcotic prescriptions we had to write and the amount of opioid drugs our patients were taking to control their pain. Peters says nearly a year into the program, and narcotic use among patients recovering from colorectal surgery is about half of what it was before. He expects that number to improve as enhanced recovery protocols expand to the rest of the hospital. Emily Saylor is the colorectal outcomes manager who gathered this data through Baylor's Pharmacy. So we actually looked at it. In the first 24 hours, how much did they get in the OR? How much did they get in the PACU? And then if they went to the floor within 24 hours, how much did they get prescribed on the floor? And then we looked at up to post-op day one and then their entire stay. And then just compared, you know, is it more or less? Do we need to give them as much as we're giving them? And that's not what we saw. Dr. Peters says they also saw another interesting trend. During this time period, our patient satisfaction scores with regard to pain control have remained stable. Peter says in the 1990s, there was a push for doctors to take pain more seriously, to treat it like a vital sign, as important as blood pressure and pulse. And as a result, doctors felt pressure to prescribe more powerful painkillers. Fast forward nearly 20 years, and the CDC reports people are taking four times as many prescription opioids as they did in 1999. Peter says enhanced recovery is tempering that trend and employing painkillers most people already have at home. Advil, Motrin, Tylenol. That's what 28-year-old Matthew Peterson was given after his surgery in May. He had 11 inches of his small intestine removed to treat his Crohn's disease. I was kind of expecting something stronger. 
And uh, I ended up feeling good enough where I was just on Tylenol the rest of the time, like kind of the max amount of Tylenol that I could, I think, for two days. Peterson says back in college, he got hydrocodone, a prescription opioid, after breaking his leg. And he remembers a stark difference in his recovery. On hydrocodone, he felt hazy, groggy, and sick. On Tylenol, not so much. Like, I definitely felt more alert. I mean, there were nurses that would just come in and we'd spend a a large chunk of our days having full-blown conversations while I was in recovery at the hospital. So I felt more with it and together and able to communicate a whole lot better. The doctors had him up and walking the day of his surgery, and he was out of the hospital two days later. Peterson says it might have been easier initially to pop a fast-acting opioid, but he wanted to avoid more serious complications down the road, like addiction. Prescription and illegal opioids have accounted for more than 60 percent of overdose deaths in the U.S. The CDC reports more than 33,000 people died from opioid overdoses in 2015. That same year, Texas saw nearly 1,200 opioid-related deaths. Dr. Walter Peters says not everyone is like Matthew Peterson. Our expectations are not that we can provide pain-free surgery. That just doesn't exist. But we explain that we want to control their pain to where it's manageable. We're not cruel, and we don't want people to suffer. And for some patients, there is no other way but to give narcotics, to give opioids. So we haven't completely banned the use or or eliminated the use of narcotics. Rather, the push these days is for doctors and pain specialists to see opioids as a last resort. Stephanie Quo, KERA News.